Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, somewhat sunny today with a high of 35. Tomorrow, not so sunny. Going to see precipitation. I said it again without screwing it up. And a high of 42. Rain, snow, that kind of stuff. 23 right now in downtown Springfield. <sighs> Obviously because I'm here, and I assume you too. Yeah. Uh, I did not win Mega Millions last night. Nobody won. It's now up to $1.35 billion. I won $2. Yeah, I don't think I won even that. So uh, here I am, hopefully just trying to get the next couple of hours, waiting well, waiting for the $1.35 billion I'll receive later this week. Listen, we got so much stuff to get to today, you'll forget all about the Mega Millions. <laughs> yeah, I bet you. yeah, right. That's like that's going to happen. It's going to be mourning this forever. 535 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Is I-91 icy? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 with the Rolling Stones. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 35 today. Tomorrow, uh, mix of rain and snow with a high of 42. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, at last night's Golden Globes, Eddie Murphy received the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which is basically a lifetime achievement thing, and he created the night's biggest viral moment during his acceptance speech. He said, quote, I want to let you know there is a definitive blueprint that you can follow to achieve success, prosperity, longevity, and peace of mind. It's a blueprint and I followed it my whole career. It's very simple. You just do these three things. Pay your taxes, mind your business, and keep Will Smith's wife's name out of your effing mouth. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Good blueprint. Uh, it was also a good night for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Kei Hu Kwan won Best Supporting Actor, and in a very emotional speech, he thanked Steven Spielberg for giving him his first job. His co-star, Michelle Yeoh, won her first Golden Globe for Best Actress in a musical or comedy, and the producers made the mistake of starting the playoff music to make her end her speech, like, like pushing her along. Right. Uh, She said, uh, shut up, please. I can beat you up, okay? And that's serious. A lot of people reported that the woman playing the piano on stage tried to play her off, but it wasn't her. The playoffs were pre-recorded music. Host uh, Gerard Carmichael didn't pull any punches in his opening monologue. He said right off the bat that he only got the gig because he's black. He added, quote, I'm not saying the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is a racist organization, but it didn't have a single black member until George Floyd died. Yikes. Jesus. Jennifer Coolidge won Best Supporting Actress in a limited series for The White Lotus and was her typical hilarious self. She also made the, the show's creator Mike White cry. I also heard, and I, call me crazy, this yeah. whole uh, Brendan Fraser thing. Yeah. He didn't win for The Whale, which is supposed to be terrific. I haven't seen it, but he's supposed to be fantastic in it. He didn't win because he's boycotted this whole thing. Well, did he, but he's boycotted, so they just decided not to include him at all? I think they felt it would have been awkward to give him an award after he's been, he's leveled such accusations against them. But then that kind of defeats the purpose of having an award show. If your sole intention is to award people who you thought did great work, and all of a sudden, 
just because he disagrees with you, then all of a sudden you take the award away and give it to somebody else? Well, his accusations are much more severe than just uh, saying, I don't like those people. Well, but that's what I mean. You think uh, they try to extend the olive branch going, hey, we're sorry that our guy sexually assaulted you years ago, but here's an award for your work. You know, I think in the in the broad scheme of things, I think if I were victimized in that way, yeah, an award wouldn't really mean that much coming from them. For me. Yeah, but it's still an award. You could sell that. You could go down to a pawn shop and get rid of it. <laughs> I know. Listen, I've been nominated for a Best of the Valley Advocate Reader's Award or a Raider, Reader's Rave Award from Mass Live. Did you ever get drunk at one of those uh, events? Really wanted to though. No, because as you know, the Golden Globes is one of those award shows where the celebrities get their drink on, and it seemed like presenter Regina Hall was in the bag. She called herself Brad Pitt's wife, and then laughed about Kevin Costner not being able to be there to accept his award. When the White Lotus won Best Miniseries or a TV Movie, Mike White fully admitted that he was hammered. A whole uh, bunch of people getting crap faced at the Golden Globes. That might be the one reason to go. Yeah, it probably would be. Director James Cameron shot down previous claims by Arnold Schwarzenegger that O.J. Simpson was originally cast as the Terminator. He that said would have been it, ironic. He said that was an executive's idea, but it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, O.J. can only kill two people in one film. Listen, Nicole, I'll be back. Ron, I'll be back for you, too. <laughs> Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah. Hasta la vista, my good baby. <laughs> Amy Poehler and Rachel McAdams played a mother and daughter in Mean Girls, but Amy is only seven years older. This is causing a minor freakout online. When they made the movie, Amy was 32 and Rachel was 25. It's why the movies that, for you. Why is that a freakout? Yeah, she looked over. like a teenage girl, and Amy Poehler a, looked a little bit older. Right. It's all about makeup and how you present yourself on the, on the movies. Why is everybody freaking out about Sometimes that? Sometimes the internet's stupid. I think the internet needs to take a chill pill sometimes. You know? I agree. Uh, K. Hai Kwan has been uh, enjoying a career resurgence thanks to his role in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and in part he has one of his old Goonies co-stars to thank for it. Kwan turned to Jeff Cohen to negotiate his contract. He says when the producer... Uh, was trying to make my deal. He said he never imagined that he'd have to talk to Chunk and Data for his movie. <laughs> he added, quote, Jeff is an outstanding lawyer. We'll be friends for life. He's my Goonies brother. Well, that's kind of nice. It's the one movie I've never seen all the way through. The Goonies. I I, I have, but I, you know, it's like I, you know, I saw it when it first came out. I've mm. never seen it a second time. So if you told me what it's about, I'm yeah. not even sure I can remember. Gwen Stefani appropriated Japanese culture pretty heavily during her Harajuku era, but she doesn't see it as a bad thing. In a new interview with Allure, she says that when she first visited Japan, she had a revelation. Quote, my God, I'm Japanese and I didn't even know it. She added, if people are going to criticize me for being a fan of something beautiful and sharing that, then I just think it doesn't feel right. I think it was a beautiful time of creativity. It should be okay to be inspired by other cultures because... If we're not allowed, then that's dividing people, right? Yes, but you I, can't claim to be your something you're not. You can be inspired without ripping somebody off. Interestingly, the woman conducting the interview was Asian, and she said, quote, I don't believe Stefani was trying to be malicious or hurtful in making these statements. She's just kind of an idiot. She didn't <sighs> add that, but I added that. 
But words have to be hostile in their intent in order to be potential to potentially cause harm. So she's saying she didn't say anything that was hurtful. Just, but but some people were hurt. But just no. nevertheless. And uh, Kim Kardashian is headed to a funeral for her friend's mother. Really? Yeah, she'll see she'll see a stiff body today. Well, she must have something to say. Oh my God! The last time I had anything that stiff was when Ray J gave me a ride in his Pontiac Bonerville and that sex tape you could purchase on Newport <laughs> for thirty nine ninety five. Do they still make those? I don't know if they make the Bonerville anymore. Are you sure? I don't know if they do. Caitlin, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim. But the mixture of Mr. Hanky and the love mayonnaise and the rusty sheriff's badge created the delicious rectal <laughs> stew that I was so fond of. Oh my God. Uh, and that's <clears throat> that's all I got. For uh, you. That's it. That's all you got. Well, what unless you, you want to, what are you hear, trying to say? Hear about how she took the greasy kebab skewer <laughs> and left the panty hamster resembling John Wayne's saddlebags. That's pretty much all I got. That's to say. it, huh? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah. It's a new year. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember last year when the last place Boston Red Sox were somehow able to cough up a six-year, $140 million contract that could have gone to signing Mookie Betts, but went instead to second baseman Trevor Story? Oh, man, that was money well spent. I especially like the way he took that money and finished the season with a largely ineffective 238 batting average. And let's not forget those 122 strikeouts last season. Yes, the Red Sox certainly landed a gem with that one. Who doesn't love spending $23 million a year on a guy who's batting 30 points below his career batting average? In fact, Trevor Story ended the season well below his career average in every possible statistical category. Well, great news, everybody. Yesterday is reported that Trevor Story has undergone elbow surgery on his throwing arm and will miss most, if not all, of next season. According to reports, Story just underwent an internal bracing procedure for his right ulnar collateral ligament. Now, not having any real medical education other than a first aid merit badge with the Boy Scouts, I don't have any idea what any of that really means. All I can tell you is that it's a less drastic procedure than Tommy John surgery, which requires full reconstruction of the ulnar collateral ligament. That, of course, would require the careful grafting of tendons, typically from the palmaris longus tendon of the forearm or some other source. But every idiot already knows that. I guess uh, I'm going to just say this. I want to guess that Trevor Story blew out his elbow signing that $448,000 paycheck every week. Certainly didn't injure himself swinging a baseball bat. Listen, I know on the surface that in light of his injury, it would be very easy to accuse the Red Sox of wasting a colossal amount of money on this guy. But that's mostly because they wasted a colossal amount of money on this guy. Money that could have been better spent to keep Mookie Betts or Xander Bogarts on the Red Sox roster. But those guys have clearly moved on. And Trevor Story is going to get his paychecks one way or another, even if he had to sign them with his feet or his teeth. Yes, that was certainly money very well spent. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Drill bits and saw blades, five bucks off. It's the bits and blades sale at Rocky's. Drill bits and saw blades normally 20 to 35 bucks, now five bucks off. Instant savings with your Ace Rewards card at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. 
I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 614 and Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It'll be mostly sunny today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, mix of rain and snow, depending on where you are throughout the Pioneer Valley, and a high of 41. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I uh, got a phone call yesterday from uh, the pediatrician's office, right? Okay. The ones I take my kids to. And uh, the uh, nice lady on the phone, it wasn't, uh, wasn't anything on, on their end. Uh, but they're like, yeah, oh, you got this bill for like 600 bucks here. And I go, what? 600 bucks? What are you talking about? I got health insurance. What do you, I don't have a bill for 600 bucks. Then she proceeds to tell me, um, she said, your insurance company, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. You don't even, even live in Michigan. I know, but I work for a company that's based out of Michigan. So right. that's why we have that uh, that thing. Uh, she said, uh, you uh, need to call them and verify that you don't have any other insurance coverage. And I'm thinking, I, and it's not their fault. It's not the pediatrician's office fault. No, this but is the insurance company that's pulling this when malarkey. You, when you had to, uh, when it was time to renew mm-hmm. your, uh, your insurance. Yeah. Because we all had to do it. But didn't you have to write down on the forms whether you were covered? Yeah. By some other form of insurance? Matter of fact, if you don't, and, and you have to fill out what the policy number is and right. all of that in order to say, yes, I do have other coverage. This is the other insurance that I have. Doesn't there also on that form ask whether you are uh, married or unmarried? Yeah, I don't. Maybe they think my wife's still alive. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly, <laughs> it's been a, been a little while. I don't know. But. Uh, yeah, there are all of those things that you just asked me. Uh, yeah, are true. That's what I do every year. I go in and I mark down. This is what I want. This is what I don't. You know, this is what I have. I don't have any other insurance. And uh, so I I call uh, the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, right? And I say uh, I don't even talk to anybody. And 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 it takes me through this automated system, and it says. We just want to verify that you don't have any other coverage. Now, mind you, I didn't know that they've denied all the claims that were that I've done over the last nine months, and this is including this <laughs> nine, is including like, like I had, nine months. I had mono, and I was like going back and forth to the doctor almost like every other day, and you're like trying your, to figure out what was wrong with and me. And you're bringing your kids to a doctor all the time because they require it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, between you know sports physicals for the year and and things like that, you know, just regular check, even even a regular um, a regular physical, yeah, or a sick visit. All of those were denied, which included the six hundred dollar bill that you know from the pediatrician's office. Oh my god! So I, I call the automated number, and they said, "Okay, uh, you're all set. Thanks for answering our question. All of the claims in the last nine months will now be paid." And that—that's all you had to do. That's all I had to do. Now I didn't get any notice saying to do this. To, to call this number. Did you get any notice that your claims were being denied? No. No. A matter of fact, that was enough. Thank you for bringing that up because that was a part of I almost forgot. The EOBs, those explanation of benefits. Yeah. I, I was getting those and it's saying, hey, this is your portion. This is, you know, thing. And it was always equal to the, the copay that I had agreed to sign on to this thing for. 
Well, what did your pediatrician say? Well, they were like, uh, unfortunately, this happens all the time, and it's it's beyond their control. It has nothing to do with with the with the pediatrician's office. They're actually a pretty right. great organization over there, but um, you know, the idea that nobody calls you. Nobody even nobody you know, even calls you from the insurance company going, hey, uh, we need to you know verify something. Can you call us back? Not for nothing. Let me just uh, do something real, real quick. Mm-hmm. Well, not for nothing. But uh, you know, I'm having it's it's funny you bring this up because I've been having the same problems with my insurance company. Uh-huh. Now I opted out of our plan. I'm on my wife's plan. It's a significantly better plan. At least I thought so. Uh, you know, of the many uh, life saving medications that I take, uh, one. Uh, is helping me with my AFib. It's a blood thinner. I'd rather mm-hmm. not say that. It doesn't matter whether it, what you know what kind it is, but yeah, I needed to get it renewed, the prescription. Right, and uh, it wasn't going through. And I would you know, and 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 st- I would check the CVS, you know, uh, app all the time, and they said it was in progress. Well, I had to call in two emergency refills, two of them, because the insurance company said uh, that uh, they needed prior approval. Now, this is something I've been taking for over a year. Mm-hmm. What prior approval? There's plenty of refills left. I, this was like just, you know, to refill for the next right. 30 days. Suddenly, they decide they don't want to pay for it. And I'm thinking, <laughs> wait a minute here. This is a medication that if I don't take, if yeah. I suddenly stop taking, I run the risk of a stroke. Yeah. So I go to my pharmacist and I say, hey, let's, let's, what is uh, you know, what gives here? Now, I have a good... Uh, your business relationship with my pharmacist. You have a They're good rapport, very good rapport with this yeah. guy. And I go up to him and I said, "What you know? What gives here?" He said, "It's the insurance company wanting prior approval from your doctor. I've gotten the refill form from your doctor, but the insurance part of it needs to be sent to them." I said, "Okay, fine." He said, "If you, I can give you a thirty-day supply, but it's going to cost you." Hold on a second. Yeah, six hundred and fifty dollars oh. for a thirty-day supply. Oh, and I said. If we're trying to avoid you having said, me what, stroking out. You should have said, what are you, a pediatrician's <laughs> office? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, if you stroke it out. Yeah, if you asked me to pay $650 for a 30-day supply over one medication of yeah. the 35 I'm taking, that's the way to give uh, to give me a stroke. I'll flatline before I even give Abs- you a, before I even pull out my credit card for 650 bucks. Absolutely. <laughs> so that. So then I call the insurance company, yeah. and just like that, it was just as simple as a phone call, and that's all it took. It's like, you know, yeah, you've got insurance yeah. for a reason. Why are you chasing them? You know what it is? Them hanging on to their money as long as they possibly can before they have to dole it out and pay your bills. Because under the contract that you sign with that health insurance company, all of those things that are related to your health should absolutely be covered. Yeah, I mean, you can't just walk into a doctor's office and go, you know what, I want a CT scan. Like, they're not just going to give you one of those. No, it's all going to be approved. Obviously, that would be denied. But if you have, you know, pain in your head and all that other stuff, all of those symptoms should be, you know, <laughs> like logically to yeah. you, to to to, to uh, pay for that claim to do the thing. The amount of money that I pay this place every month, it's like 800 bucks. Yeah. $800 for a family plan, and everything should be covered. Yes. Everything. And considering that you had to confirm stuff that they already knew is nonsense. No. It it is nonsense, and it's a bunch of bullshiznit, if you will, 
uh, you know, to, for them to be jerking you around like that. Listen, it, it's it, a scam. The whole insurance system is a scam. Those explanation of benefit statements. Yeah. You know, years ago, we had a different insurance carrier here at the radio station. They would send those things out. And unless you were you going through these things with a fine tooth comb, mm-hmm. they were notoriously wrong. Yeah. Like, uh, like major errors right. in these explanation of benefits. Like, you know, claiming you had things done that you never had done. Claiming that you had lab tests for things you didn't have lab tests for. And the, the money would just keep churning through, and yeah. they would deny the things that were medically necessary. And you and the doctors would just like beat their heads against the but, walls. Like, listen, I'm trying to get this done for you, but your insurance company is uh, is decking around, yeah, and that's why it's being denied. They're paying for things that you didn't even get. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The other thing on that explanation of benefits thing, like, I don't understand. Like, okay, the cost of the service, let's say, is two hundred dollars. The insurance pays like 80% or whatever, 70 or 80% of that. And then it says, there's like another line that says the negotiated price. So then all of a sudden the thing is down to $135 for the service. Then the insurance company is picking up 80% of that, which still leaves you with, I don't, I'm not, I'm I'm not good at math. I'm just giving you an example of what, of what I'm talking about. And then you're responsible for that copay portion of the thing. Who's making the deals? Are you, are the, is the insurance company making the deals with the doctor's office? Going okay, well, I know you're charging two hundred dollars for that, but it's really only worth one hundred and thirty-five to us. The insurance companies have a negotiated reimbursement price for any number of things, any number of procedures, medications, yeah, all that stuff. It's all pre. It's all pre-negotiated, <sighs> but they have the but they have the upper hand and can say. And can argue whether or not they'll cover certain things that they've already negotiated. And yeah. you, having already filled out your form and elected the things that you wanted out of your benefits package, the fact that you have to go back and give them information that they already have yeah. and have had for years yeah. Yeah. they do it on is purpose. stupid. I believe they do it on purpose to hold back their money, to gain interest on whatever money they're holding on to, then they pay out a claim. Once you decide to call them and tell them, oh, I don't have any other coverage. And by the way, I'm paying you 800 bucks a month. Where am I going to get money to buy, to buy other coverage? <laughs> what? Like, where is that money yeah. coming from? It's 624 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's just about 627 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Are you ready to laugh? Oh, yes. I was just making a joke, son. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. Well, why don't you tell me your joke, son? <laughs> I don't think you think it's funny. On Rock 102. How do you know? I got a hell of a sense of humor. Springfield's classic rock. Yeah, we're still experimenting with these uh, intros and outros. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Too long? Is it too long? A little uh, lengthy on the bed, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. It's a little, it's a little, uh, little cheesy, a little goofy. We have something to finish it up with, too. I'll play that for you in just a second. Okay. All right. Here's yes. the joke, though. Yes. Ready? Yes. How does an alchemist... Please his wife. Can I just say I've always enjoyed and appreciated alchemy jokes? Well, you're going to appreciate this one. Uh, I don't know, Steve. What's the difference between the alchemist and the what? Well, first of all, you weren't even listening to what I said. Yeah, okay. No, I, I just said, forgot. how does an alchemist please his wife? Steve, I don't know. How does an alchemist please his wife? Elixir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see why that's funny? Because he does chemistry yes, stuff, and yeah. he makes things called elixir. Oh, yeah, I know. And then that kind of... 
I don't really can't explain the rest yeah, of that. Yeah, you don't have to. Let's uh, just well, let, let it do. Let's here, sit there. Here, check this out. <laughs> that wasn't funny. Could it get any worse? Please, please never speak to me again. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock. Whoa, 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 weenie in the butt. <laughs> you just got butt slammed. It's 628 at Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. The Springfield police are asking for the public's help in identifying a suspect that vandalized a barbershop sign in Indian Orchard. Detectives are looking for a man caught on surveillance video vandalizing the barbershop sign on the 500 block of Main Street in Indian Orchard. We said it twice, but just in a different way to lengthen the story. Sure. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> that was all that was, was just rearranged <laughs> words of the same thing that I just read in the first sentence. Well, because it's not news if it's just one sentence. you got to give at least another sentence, and if you got nothing to offer, then you just need to reward the, edi- the initial sentence. On Tuesday morning at around 1.15 a.m., the man is shown on video using a rock that smashed a barbershop sign outside the building. But it wasn't a rock. It was a rock lobster. According to the Springfield Police Department's Facebook page, it looked like uh, the suspect is recording the incident on his phone. He also rode a bicycle to and from the incident. If you can identify the person on the uh, Facebook page, uh, and if you have any information, you're asked to call the Springfield Police Detective Bureau, or you can text the tip to remain anonymous. Anonymous. They do have your phone number, though, right, when you text? Yeah, they do. Well, it's not totally anonymous, is it? Yeah, I, I always, uh, always kind of question that a little bit. The, the star- like, you're texting a tip. They know who you are. Does uh, Star 6 9 still work? Is that still a thing? Can you still uh, you know, hide your uh, your number? Star I think you can. Well, I, I, I don't even know. I haven't done it in years. Well, I think on your phone now, you can, like if you go into the call settings on your uh, on your iPhone, yeah. there's a thing that that automatically does that for you to make your calls private if they're going out. Oh, somewhere. interesting. Well, hey, you follow me for more technology recipes. <laughs> a Springfield man is being charged in connection with breaking and entering a coffee shop and several cars. The 413 Cafe on Main Street was broken into... Around 9.05 p.m. on Sunday, according to the Springfield Police, when the police's real-time analysis center, or RTAC, relayed information about an individual matching the suspect's description in the Court Square area, canine officer Ruff Alert. Really? That's the dog's name? Ruff Alert. R-U-Y-F-F-E-L-E-R-A-E-R-T. Ruff Alert. It's clever. Anyway, you think uh, the dog's th- upset though that somebody named him that? I don't. I don't know if the dog really puts that together. What about uh, Cujo? That would huh? be good. Yeah, Cujo, uh, Rex, Thor. Oh, I, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. It's okay. Anyway, so this but, guy anyway, gets yeah. caught by the dog was, while he's stealing I was, coffee. I was going on the uh, on a tangent about the dog. Oh, I see. Yeah. And his canine partner uh, Walker tracked the suspect. Oh, oh, the officer's name is Ruff Alert. The canine is named Walker. That's weird. Are you sure it's not the other way around? It says canine officer Ruff Alert and his canine partner Walker. Are that two dogs or is that the off the handler and the dog? I don't know. 
Anyway, they tracked the suspect and found a backpack by the juvenile court. The suspect later identified as 58-year-old William Harris was arrested at the casino by officers of the Gaming Enforcement Unit. He's uh, charged with multiple charges and was released after being arraigned in Springfield District Court on the above charges. On Tuesday, around 12.25 a.m., police were called to the area of the 500 block of Main Street for reports of person breaking into cars. The suspect, eventually identified as Harris, was being pursued by witnesses when they lost sight of him. Harris was found on the uh, 100 block of Central Street. Mm-hmm. He was taken into custody and charged with three counts of breaking and entering. He has been arraigned as an adult more than 140 times. times. This is the big part of the story. It's not about the dog or the officer or who's got what name or whatnot. 140 times. And this guy's how old? Uh, he is 54. Dude. Yeah. You're a 54. 58. You're a 58-year-old man. You've yeah. been, you have been eligible for AARP benefits for eight years. Act your freaking age. Let's see. And why is this guy on the streets after being arraigned 140 times? That's 2.413. How about that? Ooh, how about that? 2.413 times per year if, if you did, you know, since he was a baby. If you're going to be arraigned 140 times, they should give you your own parking space. Because they're just going to keep expecting you back. Well, doesn't it say that outside the uh, Roderick Cornhouse? <laughs> this spot reserved for Mr. Harris? Yeah. This guy has been in and out of the courthouse so many times, he could be affected by... <laughs> he could be negatively affected by the air quality in the in the, in the the courthouse like everybody, every full-time employee. Uh, they may be small in size, but miniature liquor bottles or nips are becoming a huge problem in Western Massachusetts. I got no problem with them. What's wrong with a set of nips? Uh, the Connecticut uh, River Stormwater Committee, facilitated by the Pioneer Valley Planning Commission, just reported alarming numbers from its source-to-sea cleanup efforts. Over 16,000 nips have been recorded or recovered from the Connecticut River over the past five years. But experts say there could be more. And that's the floor. And we think the ceiling of what the number could possibly is double or triple, quadruple what that figure is. Okay, well, now you're just yeah. kind of going out there. It's either double or nothing. Not uh, quadruple or... Let me, uh, let me throw this at you. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure in your drinking days, yeah, nips were not something that... Uh, you would ever say no to. I'm sure you, you oh, had, no, had your share. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you think if nips were more easily recyclable or you could redeem for a few cents per bottle yeah. that you would be less likely to throw your empties out the car door window? Well, that's what they're kind of getting at here. Nips are not recyclable in Massachusetts because their small size causes sorting machines to jam. Several cities and towns across the state have banned the sale of nips as a way to control litter in the streets and public spaces and to prevent the clogging of storm drains and polluting streams, rivers, lakes, ponds, and oceans. They also pose a hazard to wildlife that can become entangled in plastics uh, or eat them, increasing the risk of death. Beaudry uh, said that the, oftentimes nip bottles are tossed out of car windows, which, by the way, I heard one the other day in front of my house. Really? It was like nighttime, evening, so you couldn't see, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, my, my, one of my daughters heard it, too. They're like, what was that smash? It wasn't just a nip bottle. It was like, obviously, a pint bottle of glass kind. Oh. And somebody, but still, you throwing it out the window? 
and you, he can you hear wouldn't, it go. You wouldn't do those if those were redeemable. And I live on a pretty main road, so you know there's lots of people throwing stuff out the window yeah. along the way. So there are some towns that have banned them altogether, the sale of them. Well, you know, that's probably one of those things that they're like, there's only one way to take care of this problem. If well, if the state legislature isn't going to enforce any kind of bottle deposit or anything like that on these things, then we don't want them in our town. I don't, I don't know if uh, banning the sale is uh, something I can uh, stand behind. I mean, a functional alcoholic likes drinking a nip bottle, you know, and yeah. really is how they survive, how they're... I mean, how else are they supposed to be able to uh, conceal their alcoholism to their families if they're not drinking uh, booze out of nips? That's true, too. Well, you could also um, <laughs> you could also just get a flask. A flask? You're what? talking about a receptacle from the 60s, man. Come I mean, on. That, that's a responsible alcoholic. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a green alcoholic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm environmentally friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to put this in this reusable aluminum flask. Yeah. I've never... Uh, you can fit more than one nip inside of a flask, too. Maybe this just you know, makes me behind the times. I've never been a flask guy. You know, I've received flasks yeah, as gifts. I, I've never I've, filled up a flask with booze and taken it any, anywhere. Two weddings I was in when I was younger had the flask, and I think the only time the flask was used was that day. Yeah. Where they were handed to us full. At least oh, that, that was that a, was something. That was a bonus. Yeah, Normally you get them in their empty. Yeah, one of my buddies had to, he had this really like fine bourbon that he had and Okay. He, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know why you're wasting a $150 bottle of bourbon on these uh, jumbos here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Jerks, you know what I mean? Like right. it's just uh why are you doing that? But I guess he wanted to do that. And we get we got uh, hammered. Which we could have done just as easily on something cheaper. Yeah, you don't need to. You need like an Evan Williams or something like. Yeah, that. you don't. You don't need to get the Van Winkle out. No, you don't. Hey, there's a new Italian restaurant uh, in Springfield. Springfield's dining district continues to grow. The city welcoming a new Italian tavern and wine bar with a ribbon cutting on Bridge Street. City officials and the community came together to officially open Osteria on tu- on Tuesday. Afternoon, where the old Cafe Manhattan building once stood. Owner and Springfield native Chris McKiernan uh, said that he's excited to bring back that energy to this space, adding patrons can ex- can expect to see Italian homemade pasta, uh, Mediterranean dishes, and a new place to host community events. My goal is to always have uh, just a nice place for people to go. That's it, the bar. If it's nice enough, the food is good, they'll come. I, I may be wrong about this, but I, I think I read... This place is owned by the same folks that own uh, Barkaya on Worthington Street. And it's nice to see businesses coming back to Bridge Street, frankly, because a lot of those businesses have been shuttered for a while. Here's my, uh, I, I don't really spend a lot of time down in that area. Yeah. You know, most of the time I either go to the Mass Mutual Center or uh, the casino if I'm going downtown, whether it be the movies or whatnot. So I haven't been down on Worthington Street in a while. What's this other place you're talking about? Barkaya is kind of like a. I think it's. I haven't actually been there, but if, you know, I've heard it's like a, it's a it's a pretty good sushi place. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of new places on, on uh, on Worthington Street. You know, across the way from from Theodore's, which is still a staple downtown, but now Bridge Street, you know, which has you know was part of the original entertainment district, a lot of those businesses have have closed and they have not been. 
uh, you know, filled by 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 tenants. It's nice to see that you know things are starting to come back to Bridge Street. All right. Yeah, no, it's good. It's all cool. good. It's all good. Remember the Salty Dog Saloon? I uh, I do. You're speaking of uh, alcohol, I once threw a drink in that place. <laughs> At the we, they had this wheel on the wall. Yeah, and it was it was one of those like spinny wheel things, like a kind of like a raffle wheel or something like that. I don't even know. It was some kind of you know jokey thing that they had up on the uh, on the bar. And uh, long story short, there were four dollar Jack and Cokes, and uh, yeah. the last one I ordered was only was five dollars and fifty cents, which was a significant increase from mm-hmm. the four dollar ones that I had so many of right. earlier in the night. And uh, the bartender gave me a little bit of attitude when I questioned her on the price, and then uh, she threw the money down in front of me. So I took the drink mm. and I threw it at the wheel. Um, did it was and you hit the wheel. Yeah, I hit the wheel. Bullseye. Nice. Bullseye. Was that the place with the uh, mechanical bull? Yes, it was. It was the place. Yes, yeah. That's what it was. I could not remember the name of the place. It was, on, the me- it was right on Bridge Street there. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you ever try the bull? I did try the bull. Never, you know, probably made it like uh, not even a half a second. Yeah, before I was going to say thrown. fraction of a second for me. As soon as the yeah. thing moved, I, I, that was but, it. But, you know, they did this on purpose. You know what they would do? The, any guy that would get on, they'd like put it on full speed. A chick would get on there, yep. and they'd do it nice and slow. Oh yeah, and if if the, and depending on the woman, they could like uh, like kind of like stutter step the thing. Yeah, you like, know. Oh, watching them take old biddies moving around on top of that horse. <laughs> oh, oops, she fell off. You know, yeah. after like five minutes. I didn't even realize that thing was remote controlled. I had no idea. I just thought, well, you know, that's you get on and that's it. Well, no, there's a there was a person handling that. I had no idea. Yeah, there was a guy with a with, with a machine. <laughs> you don't think at one point they said "tig old biddies" when they <laughs> when they were talking about the chick riding riding cowgirl style on the horse? Uh, listen, I'm sure that I, I, you know that was the appeal of it, but we need to br- we need to bring a mechanical bull yeah. back to Springfield. Welcome to the Salty Dog. Bring out your old biddies. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you cowpokes uh, going to sit on that horse? Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 36 tomorrow. Mix of rain and snow with a high of 42. It's uh, 23 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. GG Inks. Screen. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 and the James Gang with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 36 today. Tomorrow, mix of snow and rain, depending on where you are throughout the Pioneer Valley, and a high of 42. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. This is uh, being reported right now. In fact, uh, 22 is running this story uh, this morning morning the faa is working to restore its notice to air missions system Uh, they're performing uh, final validation checks and reloading the system now and unfortunately uh, operations across the national airspace system are being uh, affected and uh, what that means is that uh, takeoffs all across the country most if not all takeoffs today are being compromised by this that's crazy. So if you got a flight uh, out of, out of uh, Bradley or Logan or God knows where, uh, you might want to call ahead to make sure your flight has not been canceled because right now there are major problems at uh, the airports all across the country.
is it like a virus or something? Or? I don't know if it's a, if it's a new system or or no, it's not a new system. They're just looking to restore this thing that that uh, that went down, and they got to you know you know how rebooting goes. Yeah, you know you reboot a computer, it could take a while. I think this, this especially sounds, after updates. This sounds like somebody did something to this. Uh, maybe, and if that's the case, uh, that should be concerning to everybody, but. Uh, as of uh, the immediate concern would be uh, your flight may be compromised if you're heading out today. Yeah, the system, uh, the FAA said the system had failed. Does the system fail or is it the FAA who is who has uh, failed? Uh, I'm going to go with the FAA. Yeah, I'm going to go with the FAA. I'd much rather point fingers at somebody than nobody. Well, the government's always easy to point fingers at. Well, if someone's going to screw something up, you got to believe it's the government who'll, who'll do it first. But it's like, you know, like, uh, you know, you watch movies like, um, I don't know, like Mission Impossible or something like that, or, mm-hmm. uh, where you see, like, things are reported in the media, but something was done by the government. Yes. You know, like, uh, I think it was one of the Mission Impossible movies where there was like a like a, like a nuclear warhead rocket headed towards the United States. S- uh, Tom Cruise obviously saves the world, blows the thing up. Or, I don't remember how it happened, but, it, but, but the news report afterwards was like, oh, this was just a dud and, you know, yeah. all that stuff. When, when, when you really know the real story, because you were watching the whole thing, uh, you know, with Tom Cruise trying, mm-hmm. to, trying to save the world. Right. And nobody will ever know. Wouldn't it be a kick in the face if you found out that the only person who was capable and had the knowledge to restore this Mm -hmm. system with the FAA was, in fact, Tom Cruise? That would be pretty awesome. That would be unbelievable. Such validation for Tom Cruise. We need Scientology brought to the government. (laughs) We certainly do. Mm -hmm. I have to think they'd run so much more efficiently. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so uh, make sure you were uh, checking in on your flights today because uh, it could be a big, fat, stinking problem for you. Well, luckily, I, uh, with my money that I spend on my health insurance uh, policy every year, I don't have the funds to travel this, this January or today right. or any other January for that matter. Yeah, you got $650 worth of co-pays to take care That's of. That's right. It's 655 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. How cold is it out there? When will it switch to... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, I am not a Patriots season ticket holder. I prefer that my money goes to other legally binding financial obligations instead. However, if I were among the thousands of loyal season ticket paying fans, I might be in the process of reconsidering my investment, especially during a seemingly erratic economy. Do I still spend money on season tickets to watch the Patriots not make the playoffs? These are among the questions being addressed by Robert Kraft as he released an open letter to the fans promising a full evaluation of the team. You see, the Patriots haven't won a playoff game since 2018, and if I were blessed with greater financial liquidity, I wouldn't be bothered by that fact because uh, I'm right now on a tight budget. Do I want to continuously uh, occur the, incur the cost and the expense of purchasing season tickets? I might say no. But according to Mr. Kraft, quote, in the weeks ahead, we will be making critical evaluations of our football operations as we try to strive to return to the playoffs next year. 
He also goes on to say, when we welcome you back for the 2023 season, we anticipate presenting you with an improved product on the field, as well as many exciting new features and additions to Gillette Stadium. My question is, what sort of new features and additions are we talking about? Because if you're talking about the addition of a qualified offensive coordinator calling out plays or perhaps an offensive line that can protect the quarterback from getting mowed down by opposing defenses, then I'd be all all ears. But if you're talking about more toilets and trash receptacles, then I think I'll likely take a pass. I think most Patriots fans would rather see a better football team uh, on the field. Sure, comfortable seating and broader food choices at the concession stands are nice, but for that price, I'd much rather see the Patriots stop a guy from running kickoffs into the end zone. Twice! If you can find a way to manage that sort of thing, then perhaps we've got a deal. But hey, and if I'm my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Maybe the best deal you'll ever get on a DeWalt Max Compact Drill and Impact Driver Kit. 150 bucks at Rocky's, usually 230 you're saving $80. You get the drill, driver, impact driver, two batteries with charger, and the carrying bag, all for $150. That's available right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 707 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, mix of rain and snow with a high of 42. It is uh, 23 right now in downtown Springfield. What a what a cool story to, to start reading in the morning when you went. First of all, let's talk about the FAA thing real quick. That's uh, We'll talk more about that in news, but yep. the FAA is having a major outage right now, and all the flights are grounded. And when I mean all the flights, we mean all across the country. I and don't. When is the last time that happened? Was that nine eleven, where they <laughs> grounded all the planes? I think, I think it was nine eleven. Which you know, wow. it, it, not for nothing. If you're stuck in the airport at Bradley all day today, yeah, might I suggest listening to a Bax and Nagel podcast? You'll have plenty of time on your hands. Oh yeah, you could probably listen to four or five of them. <sighs> oh my gosh, what a nightmare! Anyway, anyway, we'll get we'll get to more of that a little bit later on this yeah. morning. A uh, Tennessee police department was in turmoil Tuesday following allegations that at least five of its male officers had sex with a female officer, both on and off the job. Ooh, hot cop. Yeah. So far, five officers have been fired and three more have been suspended without pay as officials in the Nashville suburb of Laverne uh, investigate the allegations against 60-person police department. Mayor Jason Cole said, The situation is unacceptable, and as soon as it was brought to our attention, it was immediately investigated and action was taken upon the individuals. Music is my thing. Our top priority moving forward will include rebuilding the public's trust. The accounts of uh, Laverne police officers were in an internal report about the department's investigation obtained by NBC. The officers spoke about sharing cell phone photos of their genitals, having sex in the police station on duty, and taking part in girls gone wild type parties. Now, um, in any of this, is there any mention of crimes being solved? Mm, no, but a lot of DNA evidence being collected, I'll tell you that. I bet that's true. The actions of a few did not represent the department as a whole. That's according to the chief. 
You think? Like, is there a way you might want to rephrase yeah, yeah, you, that? You, you might want to choose your words a little more carefully, Chief. Davis said that the, despite the firings and suspensions, we have sufficient staff to cover all the patrol shifts. He said uh, counselors have been brought in to help our officers work through these circumstances. Mm. Why? Because your your party animal is gone? <laughs> well, because there may be some cops yeah. who feel left out. Uh, Megan Hall, the female officer at the center of the scandal, has been fired, city officials said. Also sacked. <laughs> Again, there must be a way to reframe Where? this uh, this conversation. Sergeant Lewis Powell, Sergeant Henry Ty McGowan, Detective Seneca Shields, and Officer Juan Lugo Perez. Uh, officers Larry Holiday, Patrick Malagoco, and G- Gavin Shorebell have been suspended. NBC News tried to contact all the officers who were dismissed or were suspended but got no response. And additionally, in addition to violating departmental rules against having sex while on duty, they are accused of impeding the investigation by lying about their actions and engaging in conduct unbecoming of an officer. Again, the way we are phrasing the story just gets worse and worse. None of them have been charged with crimes, according to uh, city spokesperson Ann Smith, the Rutherford County District Attorney's Office. But to go into the stories of this, uh, earlier, Police Sergeant Eric Statz, who was president of the department's Fraternal Order of Police chapter, told news media none of the officers would be making a statement. Uh, city officials launched an investigation on December 12th after a police sergeant informed Cole that Hall was, quote, having intimate relationships with fellow officers according to a report obtained by NBC. What is alleged to have happened is in graphic detail. Under questioning, Powell, Malagoco, Holiday, Shields, and Lugo and Lugo Perez all admitted to having sex with Hall. Okay. Hall also admitted to having had sex with those officers and with McGowan as well. The report says she also said she shared nude images with Holiday, Malagoco, McGowan, and Shorbel. This is all consensual sex. All consensual. Okay. Yeah, well, there's nothing, yeah, there's no, uh, the only wrongdoing is the fact that they were doing this on the job. On duty. On duty. Uh, Shields uh, told the city investigators that Hall performed oral sex on him in the police gym after initially having claimed, I never had sex with Megan Hall. Well, that's about to change. Powell also initially had denied having any sexual relationship with Hall, the report says. He later admitted in the report that he, too, engaged in oral sex with Hall on duty in a police substation. Powell also admitted that as the investigation progressed, he and Hall compared notes in a failed bid to keep their tryst a secret from investigators. Uh, Malagoko told investigators that in addition to having sex with Hall, she also proposed doing things with him and his wife. This chick is really into it. Yeah, no, she's way into it. Holiday also reported that Hall floated the idea of having a threesome with him and his ex. Holiday and Malagogo expressed concern in the interviews about Hall's heavy drinking and mental health. Malagogo reported knowing that Hall unloaded her weapon and dry fired the gun at her head. Again, with the wording of yeah, how I you're mean, doing really. this. But Malagoco admitted uh, not reporting that to anybody until December 8th when he said he called uh, stats to relay these concerns to leadership. McGowan revealed in what uh, the report described as contentious interviews with police brass that once uh, that he once went to Hall's house with another female and exposed his genitals. He was also accused of trying to intimidate a city human resources assistant by grabbing her by the neck. 
McGowan claims it was playful. However, it was unwanted and aggressive form of physical contact that is not permitted at work. This um, uh, this gal, she's a go getter. She's uh yes, she's a she's a hot cop. And uh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, she's the Lynn Clark of Tennessee. <laughs> I think this is much worse. There's uh, stories of like uh, hot tub parties and things getting way out of oh, control. Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, there's all I mean it. The the deeper you dig, the more uh, perverse it it, uh, it sounds. Yeah, and uh, good for her for living up to that uh, stereotype of uh, the term pig. Well, you know, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, who who are we to who are we to judge? But nevertheless, um, I, you would like to think when you've got this many police officers involved in such a small department that they would be probably more focused on solving crimes than um planting evidence yeah uh they had the hot tub sex parties that was a thing that they did mm-hmm. she's not it's not like she's like super attractive either no she's just a willing participant she's just willing to do things and, to- for, and for some people that's really all they need they just need to just they just need to know that business is open uh yeah she he let's see Hall then pulled Magogo into the restroom and asked if he wanted to bang and then uh, later gave him uh, uh, favors when they got off this boat she was on this party boat on Memorial Day weekend for like families mm-hmm. and she must have taken her top off and then started doing vodka shooters yeah and then this guy covers her up this Malagoko and that's when she says hey you know what. I'll take you in the back room and give you five minutes of the best time of your life. <sighs> this is and this is a family boat outing. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I I'm kind of curious as to know what that meant by family outing. Was it like just other couples, or was it was was were there children on the boat? Yeah. Because then that makes a huge difference. Do you ever see those stories where uh, like there's like a holiday Christmas party at work, and it's like one employee, sometimes a female employee, that gets like too loaded, and she starts, you know twerking and yeah you know, acting kind of uh you know uh, uh, i don't know looking for some sort of uh, promiscuity to happen as a result of all the other uh, drinking this is what's going on with this woman like every week yeah every i mean this, this isn't just you know relegated to one day a year at the company christmas party this would be like a whole year of company christmas parties and it's happening all the time <laughs> on every every pay week she's uh, now getting all nasty with everybody else in the department she's gonna have to go get another job somewhere else and probably change her name uh lieutenant scratch because <laughs> you know she's gotta have something yeah i mean i i she's gotta have something because these are only the people that have been found out of who she had relations with. Yeah, I'm guessing these, a gal like this probably had a lot more than than what she's, uh, you know. I'm sure to. there's a lot of activity going on off duty while she's <laughs> off the job. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like okay, well, she's been through this department. On the other hand, there may be departments all across the country that would love to have her join uh, join up. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would imagine so. But um, good scandal, though. Uh, good scandal, but uh, you know, this as far as uh, you know, good solid police work. The uh, the thin blue line. Oh, yeah. you no, know. that's what shows up on the pregnancy <laughs> test when they say, "Which one of you guys is this?" The thin blue line says you're pregnant. 
There's two thin blue lines. Yeah. All right. In this in this case, yeah. the thin blue line is all single file. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, one at a time ah, here. One yeah. at a time. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down there. Slow down there, Dick Tracy. Slow down. <laughs> Oh, there you go. There's the uh, the gal out of Tennessee. 718 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 725. And Elton John with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be sunny today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, a mix of rain and snow showers, depending on where you are throughout the uh, Pioneer Valley, and a high of 42. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. As of uh, 7 o'clock this morning, Mm -hmm. every flight in the U.S., has been grounded yeah. because of this problem with the uh, noticed air mission system uh, that the FAA says has failed. No, uh, no information as to why it failed or what's going on. But that's more than 1,200 flights in and out of the U.S. either delayed or grounded temporarily. Apparently, some operations in the system are being restored, but every flight in America is either going to be delayed or canceled today as a result of this that's cr- i'm so glad i'm not at an airport right now do you ever uh, ever be uh, ever have a, a flight cancel on you i don't think i've ever had one cancel uh but it significantly delayed yeah you I know, had, probably like by six hours or so i had one cancel many years ago in detroit yeah and i was you know flying from you know milwaukee back to to bradley you were and- stuck in detroit I was stuck there for, yeah, I was stuck there, you know, like, uh, you know, for just one night, but they put you up in a hotel and they, uh, they gave me like $6 for a meal. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much. Have you ever had a, uh, a late night dinner at a hotel at a restaurant that's about to close in 15 minutes? There ain't much left for only six bucks. Restaurant dinner at any hotel. <laughs> for six bucks. Wait, what is the deal with it, with that? Like, I'm not talking, like, bougie uh, places. I'm talking, like, uh, you know, like a Holiday Inn. Yeah. And then they have, like, a like a steak. I remember I went when I went and saw that Hall & Oates concert, uh, we went to this uh, steakhouse that was in Norwich. And we probably should have recognized the fact that it's the only place that had reservations available. You know, because... You're busy uh, Columbus Day weekend. There's a lot of right. people going down there and uh, booking rooms and stuff like that. Uh, this this particular steakhouse, they were boasting. You know, the, the the website was boasting it as this great steakhouse. And then when you get there, you realize it's in like one of these old uh, quality inns or something. <laughs> and and it's like yeah, we're having a little like, delay in the kitchen. We need to defrost your steak. Yeah, it was. It wasn't horrible but it wasn't worth the money no but it's already yeah. ta- it's already taken like one miserable situation and yeah. compounded it with additional mi- uh, misery yeah it's it certainly wasn't uh, worth the money and i i don't know there's a place in syracuse like that too near my brother's house yeah it's like i think it's a holiday inn express and there's the steakhouse there and it's like the worst steakhouse in central New York, but yet it still has people going to it. I think because they're duping all the people coming from in and out of town going, yeah. hey, we got food here. I remember it was one hotel I had that had like a like an Indian restaurant like right next to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I like Indian food. I mean, I, I love that stuff, but I you know, made the mistake of going into Yelp just to see whether it was any good. 
And one review after another mm-hmm. said, absolutely do not go to this restaurant. Like it's like, really? it's like just, you know, botul- it's like, you know, botulism on a menu. Now, on the flip side of that, that one in West Springfield that's in that hotel right next to the highway. Yeah. That supposedly is really good either sushi or Asian cuisine. Oh, yeah, it? yeah. It used to be the Empire Buffet over there. Yes, but yeah. now it's like Tokyo cuisine, or it's it's something it's something uh, different. But yeah. uh, apparently, that's very good over there. No kidding. Yeah. Well, something to consider. But nevertheless, man, if you're if you're grounded today uh, at Bradley, or you got a flight, oh, yeah, out start, of Logan, <laughs> we started out talking about flights. And we yeah, I mean, into, it, yeah. always it always winds up resorting back to food, right. and you know, I have no problem with that, but. The, 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 the fact of the matter is, you know, 1,200 flights grounded this morning as That's, of seven as of a half an hour ago. Uh, it sounds like a like a like some sort of uh, maybe maybe uh, uh, some sort of they don't thing. over speculate. Don't assume. You don't know. speculate, but look at all the people on 9/11. They're like, well, this has got to be a terrorist attack. You know, before you know, after the second plane hit. Right. Why is it not unreasonable to think that way? It's not unreasonable, but you know, until you have more information, you don't want to just go ahead and say it's this when you don't know that it's that. Somebody didn't install the Windows updates. And now look what happens. Everybody's waiting for a giant reboot. It's like us coming in here after two weeks and not being here and all like there was like six updates we missed and now it's gonna take two hours for the computer to boot back up. It's <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. It's seven thirty. We have news next on Rock One O Two. Seven thirty three with Bax and Nagel on Rock One O Two. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. At Noonan.com, his local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A computer outage at the FAA brought flights to a standstill across the U.S. this morning with hundreds of delays quickly cascading through the system at airports nationwide. At 7 a.m. Eastern, there were more than 1,200 delayed flights within, into, or out of the United States. According to the flight tracking website, uh, Flight Aware, more than 100 have been canceled. Most delays were concentrated along the East Coast, but were beginning to spread west. Well, because the sun is coming up and... You know, more flights are going to be expected to be flown. Right. Airlines have begun to delay flights in response to the outage. The FAA said it was working on restoring its notice-to-air mission system. We are performing final validation checks and reloading the system now. Operations across the uh, National Aerospace uh, System are affected. The agency said some of the functions are beginning to come back online, but that the National Airspace System uh, operations remain limited. Uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said in a tweet that he is in touch with the FAA and monitoring the situation. United Airlines says it has temporarily delayed all domestic flights and would issue an update once it learned more from the FAA. Meanwhile, Southwest has said we weren't planning on flying anybody out today anyway. Southwest was like, well, not our fault. (laughs) Don't look at us. Yeah. Now you're going to forget about that thing over uh, the last couple of weeks? Uh, I think you should. Was the FAA all? Yeah. Suddenly, we don't look so terrible after all. Uh, No TAMS, that's the notice-to-air mission system, uh, used to be available through a hotline, but that was phased out with the internet. If I'm not mistaken, isn't no TAM nothing to F with? No, that's Wu-Tang. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So easily confused. The alerts span from mundane information about construction at airports to urgent flight restrictions or broken equipment. There is a potential for widespread disruption because of the outage. Our aircraft are required to route through the system, including commercial and military flights. The agency said it would provide frequent updates 
as it made progress. But right now, it is a big old, a tiggle, what is it, uh, a big old test. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. be careful how you put that. Um, you know, this is, when you think of, you know, you're flying out, okay, mm-hmm. of, of an airport, okay, you, you you just want the thing to go smoothly. You, you want to get to where you need to go. You don't want to miss any con- connecting flights. Mm-hmm. But if there's a hiccup in the system, it throws everything, everything off. off. In a situation like this, you have to wonder, well, are the connecting flights going to be able to connect me at all? What are they going to do? What happens if those flights have been just flat out canceled and you get to like your, you know, your, your layover destination and then you're stuck. That's God, that sucks. sucks. That's what happened to me in that situation, the canceled flight in Detroit. I was only supposed to be in Detroit for like an hour. I wound up being in Detroit for almost 24 hours before I could actually get a flight out of there. I went, it was a nightmare. I once spent a month in Detroit. I think it was on a Sunday. Oh, it's such a pain in the ass. Such a pain in the ass. The uh, Springfield Police Department seized a loaded large-capacity firearm, drugs, and uh, cash near the intersection of Undine Circle and Stapleton Road on Friday. That's the first time I've ever heard of that one. Undine Circle? Undine Circle. Never heard of it. It's probably spelled wrong. <laughs> probably. According to the Springfield Police spokesperson, Ryan Walsh, he said, my best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy who's dating this girl that officers approached a car that was idling and people were smoking marijuana inside the vehicle. I guess it's pretty serious. The uh, officers discovered that the driver, 33-year-old Sean Dell Collins, has a suspended license. As the officers were placing Collins under arrest, a firearm was found between the driver's seat and the door, loaded with 17 rounds of ammunition. The three passengers in the car were then secured, and the officers seized cocaine, Crack cocaine, marijuana, Xanax, and more than $2,000 in cash. All to be won here on Wheel of Fortune. Wrong game show, yeah, but, but that's the only game right. show theme I had. Let me ask you this. Yeah. If you're doing, if you're smoking weed in a car, and the car's not on, What's really better, to be doing that in an enclosed space or out of the elements on a cold winter day? Well, Bax, uh, had these folks attended the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge, you would have known to uh, make sure that you're the driver of your drug getaway vehicle does mm. not have a suspended license and that all firearms are concealed properly. All right, you bring up a good point. But you know what? It's 23 degrees out right now. I mean, you could be out there. You know, with a with a crack pipe or you, know, you, you, you bong hits with the threat of frostbite. Yeah, you know this is this it's dangerous temperatures out there. I mean, you know you 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 don't want to be uh, frostbitten and gangrenous. No, people aren't that bright. No, they are not, Steve. They are not. A uh, Springfield band is being charged in connection with breaking and entering a coffee shop in several cars. Without going through the whole story, uh, this guy was uh, was seen uh, trying to break into cars, and then they arrested him, and then the next night he was out again uh, pulling some shady stuff uh, on Central Street. And then it turns out 58-year-old William Harris has been arraigned as an adult more than 140 times. Mm. Yeah. That suggests to me, William, is it? Yeah. 
that William hasn't done a very good job of learning his lesson at the age of 58 years old. Well, who's learning the lesson here if you've been arraigned 140 times? Well, it would appear that no one is learning the lesson, including... Uh, the legal system, which keeps allowing this guy to go back on the street yeah, now 141 times. But, but, you have to look at it from a legal standpoint. How many times has he been convicted of anything? Well, that's a good, uh, that is a good question. Arraignment is just you showing up before a judge, uh, you pleading whether or not uh, you were guilty or not guilty yes. of doing these things. But you would not have to go through an arraignment if you weren't getting in trouble in the first place true i mean proportionally speaking if you were arraigned like once or twice in your life maybe you're just a guy who's at the wrong place at the wrong time but 140 times suggests to me that you're not only at the wrong place at the wrong time you're the wrong guy to be at any place yeah pretty much but uh, now the only thing in this whole situation in which i can fully support uh, william is the fact that 413 Cafe makes a damn good cup of coffee. They actually do. They do. And so I, you can't blame them for wanting to go there. But I'll be damned. 140 times kind of feeds into the whole thing about like bails and everything else that the uh, the mayor is trying to uh, to get uh, taken care of. The mayor and uh, Angelo Pupolo. Uh, the Federal Environmental Protection Agency conducted an inspection at Bichem in Florence on Tuesday afternoon. Bicam is located on Nonantuck Street in Florence and manufactures high-performing thermosets, according to its website. I don't even know what that is. What's a thermoset? Uh, isn't that a, 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 a small uh, primate? No, that's a... Marmoset. Marmoset. That's a marmoset. No. No, that's not what it is. That's not what that is? No. Hmm. Uh, Northampton Mayor Ciara told uh, 22 News that the EPA conducted a surprise inspection. Ciara uh, shared, the city of Northampton continues to work closely with our building inspectors, public safety officials, Mass DEP, and the EPA to ensure Bichem complies with all laws and regulations related to their manufacturing operations in Florence. We know that the EPA conducted a surprise inspection today but we do not yet know what they found. We also know there is no imminent public safety concern at this time. I don't know what the hell a thermos, thermoset is. I don't know what it is. But I have no idea what that Should is. Should we Google it and find out? Let's see. Thermosetting polymer. In material science, a 30-percenting polymer, often called the thermoset, is a polymer that is obtained by irreversibly hardening a soft solid. Well, that explains everything. I'm glad well, we, uh, it's, we got I, to I, that. I had a feeling that. that was something like that. Well, I, <clears throat> do you didn't know that? I'm surprised you didn't know that. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to sound stupid. You went to a Ivy League school. No, I didn't. Well, what do you call that place that you went to? Uh, not Ivy, more like shrubbery. Shrubbery? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, finally, man uh, finally landscaped campus. Yeah. I went to a ungroomed Hollybush school. Really? <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 36 tomorrow. Mix of rain and snow, uh, depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley, with a high of 41. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news.
on Rock 102. Experience the future of connectivity with Spectrum One. You get Spectrum 749 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny with a high of 36 today. Tomorrow, mix of snow and rain and a high of 41. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, if you're stuck at the airport and got nothing to do, check out the Bax and Nagel uh, daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. You're going to have some time on your hands. Yeah. Uh, also check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is, uh, Blue McCauley. He is an award-winning singer, songwriter, producer. He's written a, he's compiled a, a master's class at the, uh, the Berkeley School of Music in Boston. It's a fascinating interview, really interesting guy, and a wildly, uh, talented songwriter. You can check that out also on rock102.com. You're my boy, Blue. Yes, right. That's right. Little boy, Blue. Uh, can we have this one up there? Oh, there yeah, of course, yeah, sure. Right. Yes. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, in Arizona State, it is clip number one. Do I even have to say how many clips I'm going through? No, you don't. You why, don't. Do I, why, why do I do that? Force a habit, I guess. Forced habit, you mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah forced habit. That's Not right. Force of habit. That's correct. Forced habit. Anyway, number one. Number one. An Arizona State University professor spearheaded a new study that shows if you perform the silly walks from Monty Python, some of them could burn as many calories as going for a run. No kidding. Here is uh, Professor Glenn Gasser talking about some of the uh, interesting things he discovered in the study. My colleagues and I basically got this idea, wouldn't it be fun to just see how energetically costly those silly walks actually were? Just how many calories they burned. It turned out they were basically burning calories at about two and a half times the rate of normal walking. To give you some perspective on this, walking Mr. Teabag style was actually the equivalent or very similar to running at about five or six miles per hour. Wow, that's pretty cool. Huh. Who knew that... Uh, teabag style. Teabag style. I think they did that on purpose, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Um but, yeah, who, who would have thought that Monty yeah. Python would be a uh, great way to stay in shape? Great way to stay in shape. Uh, here's another clip. Uh, soon-to-be dad in the Philippines is going viral after using a flushing toilet as a gender reveal. Here's a clip of the crowd counting down to the big flush. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, the water is blue, and they're having a boy. <laughs> Good thing. Well, I mean, usually when somebody has a reaction like that to something in the toilet, that's, uh, you know, <laughs> Uncle Bob after a night of drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon. and Your, and two, sh- your two-year-old finally went let loose of the potty. Shots a pop-up. Hey, uh, another clip here. A North Carolina boy accidentally ate a chemical used to turn campfires different colors when he missed. He had mistaken them for pop rocks. Here's Connor Taylor and his mother, Laura, talking about how he made the dangerous mistake. One of our family members bought pop rocks. I ate it, and I got no flavor because they're supposed to pop in your mouth. I just put more in my mouth, and then it started to burn. It had a cartoon dragon blowing out flames. It's called Mystical Dragon. There was no anything alarming on the front package that would make a child or even, you know, in all fairness, an adult say, well, what is that? Yeah. You know what this is? This is uh, I'm going to sue the company that put these things out yeah. there that didn't say do not eat. Yes. Forget the fact that I'm an irresponsible parent that allowed these things to yeah. get into the hands of my child. Uh, this kid's a hit at the party. though. <laughs>
You just take a little uh, Bic lighter to his elbow and he changes all different kinds of colors. Uh, let's see. Here's another clip of video making the rounds of a man inside of his vehicle at Yellowstone National Park mocking an elk that is 10 feet in front of him. Here is the tourist taunting the animal and then the elk popping the vehicle's tire with its antlers. Watch out, buddy. Want to fight? You want to go, bud? You're gonna you're gonna uh, taunt a two thousand pound animal, and say, "You want to fight?" <laughs> Every time I see a video on Reddit of someone taunting an animal, yeah, it's always a mistake to do that. I think animals know when you're mocking them. I saw this video one time where this guy got knocked out, and it was it was clearly like a disproportion. Like this guy, the guy, the victim. If he was, if you could call him a victim, was taunting this man who obviously was ten times stronger than he was. Right. And the guy, before he punches the guy twice, he looks behind him around. And somebody said, uh, it commented in the comments, when a guy looks around before he hits you, yeah. that means he's about to lay a beat down on you <laughs> because he's looking to see if there's going to be any witnesses yeah, in yeah. this whole thing. Because he knows how strong he is and how weak you are. Is there anyone that's going to take pictures of this? Yeah, I don't know. I don't want them to be doing it. Uh, another clip here. Uh, a video is going viral from the online speed dating show called The Button. Have you ever heard of this I one? have not. Of uh, a Marvel nerd immediately rejecting his date because she doesn't like Marvel and called it anime. <laughs> Ooh, you are insulting here's, a whole group of people that way. Here's a clip where Donnie rejects Maria. I'm Rhea. Donnie. Nice, nice to, meet to meet you. Fun fact about Donnie, he's a Marvel nerd. Are you into Marvel? You know what? No. Like, my brother watches them, but I just can't get into anime. Like, okay. Like, you can't not like Marvel. It's amazing. There's so many different things, and it's not anime. It's just, like, a bunch of superheroes who try to save everybody. Uh, the comics, the movies, it's just, uh, my, I have a dog named Marvel, so it's kind of a big deal to me. She's more concerned with flavors of vodka than yeah. she is about uh, types of cartoons. If I if I were books. if I were Chuck Woolery, I would say this is not a match. No, probably not. Yeah, this is this is not this is not a relationship that's going to uh, that's going to foster. Or what if it was that uh, the newlywed game uh, with uh, what's his name, the famous clip? Uh oh yeah, with Bob Eubanks. In the butt, Bob. <laughs> I would still say they have nothing in common. Uh, probably not. Uh, and there you go. That is uh, Now Hear This. It is 7.56 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. This just in. Bourbon Barbecue and Blues is sold out. Thanks to all our sponsors. Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Lotus General Contracting. Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. SpartanHempWorks.com. Precision Auto Repair. 21st Century. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809 in Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be sunny today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, mix of rain and snow with a high of 41. It's uh, 23 right now in downtown Springfield. Just to give you an update, uh, President Biden made a brief statement to reporters on the FAA outage uh, this morning. He said he'd been in touch with TIA, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and that the cause of the outage is still unknown. He added that Buttigieg uh, told him to, to report to him directly when they find out the cause. Uh, really? Really? Uh, like, do you Did expect you really a middleman or something? Hey, now you little whippersnapper. You make sure you come to me with that information when you get it, okay? <laughs> None of this malarkey going to the media first.
Flights are ex- <laughs> flights are expected to resume, quote, in a couple of hours, adding yeah. that it is not yet known if it was a cyber attack or not. They're saying, you know, as early as nine o'clock. But, you know, here it is, uh, you know, 10 past eight o'clock. And I'm pretty sure you're not going to see much open at nine. Hey, you don't know that. No, I don't know that. You're right. I'm totally nine o'clock it up. comes around. Snap. Everything's back together. We'll yeah, see about that. You're still delayed. If you had an early flight, you're a uh, screw hood. Why? At least nobody's hurt. You know, uh, this is the year 2023. Everyone, you know, you say, well, we're going to have what? What year is it? 2023. Time machine worked. Yes, you're absolutely right. You were just telling me. And here you are writing 2022 and all your checks. You know, uh, but this is the year where people say, well, what do you got for like uh, New Year's resolutions? You know, this year I'm going to do some estate planning. Mm -hmm. We're going to start really thinking about, you know, what I want to do. When I go out now, I've always said that uh, my preference would be to be buried in either a, a catacomb or a sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. But I can't find any of those around here. I've tried all the uh, all the it? all the major cemeteries. They don't provide that service. I know what a catacomb is. What's the other thing you just a said? sarcophagus? What's that? Uh, something similar to a catacomb. But uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I don't know if you are aware of this. There are seven states around the country which allow you. To be composted, New York has just uh, legalized human composting. So you, rather than being buried or uh, you know uh, uh, or whatever, yeah. you can have your body turned into topsoil, which you could spread like in your backyard to oh, really? uh, grow plants or flowers. Okay, uh, or uh, you know. Uh, crops that wouldn't be a bad thing yeah well it's not uh, illegal in massachusetts it's just not available in massachusetts and a usual subject is being uh, is getting some attention by at least one massachusetts lawmaker whether or not you should have the right to have your body composted after you die uh according to uh, natalie higgins a democrat from uh, lemonster I'm uh, wanting to introduce the legislation because they want to take advantage of this when I ultimately pass. Higgins is filing a bill to give people the option to be composted and return to the soil when they die. She says she also wants to make sure that a special water-based cremation process is also available in Massachusetts. Like liquefy? I don't really know what that means. Uh, Like water-based cremation. Do you come back as... uh, in a urn full of fluid, I, I don't even know. I don't know what's uh, what that's all about. They're not illegal here, either one of these processes, but they're also not available. And uh, we want to make sure that uh, mass general law is very clear that natural organic reduction and alkaline hydrolysis are available practices here in the state of Massachusetts. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm hearing all of this, and uh, it's not available here in Massachusetts, but is dirt really the way i want to go what really is the best way i mean i'm probably not doing much for the environment if i'm being laid in a box six feet below ground well i don't what's the difference if you get cremated uh, in the fire and then i just throw your ashes in the ground it's the same it's still refuse yeah but I, I i believe this is uh this is more of an environmentally environmentally friendly process if you uh if you uh, cremate somebody doesn't uh doesn't the heat and the wow. smoke from the uh 
from the oven uh, create a hole in the ozone? Uh, maybe. As opposed to being a sustainable uh, soil for <clears throat> gardening? Yes, but isn't like any kind of granules part of the earth like again like you know when they when a forest burns down uh, that stuff goes back into the ground and then uh yeah. eventually grows more forest again well have you ever uh composted uh on your own yeah i tried doing that what yeah, a big no. pain in the ass that is, is it yeah because you gotta keep turning it all the time oh it's and it's so gross mm-hmm. stinks and you can smell it from feet away yeah. remember we had a we had like a compost thing in our backyard and we were saving like a like vegetable scraps, yeah. and like every day I'd have to go out and dump it into the compost uh, uh, bin. Oh, God, I hated it. And then by the end of it, the animals had gotten inside of it, eaten all the compost. I had nothing in the, at, the, at the bottom yeah, of the see, compost pit. I, I see those, the, the compost, uh, compost pits as feeders for the, yes. for the local. I don't want that. I don't want to be, th- yeah, I'm going to throw eggshells and banana peels and all that other good stuff in there, but then. That's a that's a, a raccoon's uh, uh, feast, right? Like, that's his Nippon Grill buffet. Yeah, that's so, the name of that place in West Spring. Is that what they do? So I, I guess in this process, what they do is is that they uh, they take your body, see, and they somehow uh, turn it into compost, and then when you are officially composted dirt, mm-hmm. they give it back to the family to do whatever the hell they want with it. Now okay. I don't know how long of a process. That takes. I know if you take your table scraps, put them in a compost bin, takes a couple of weeks, a couple of months before it turns into anything usable. Right. You know, I don't know what's going to happen uh, if dad has to be turned into compost, how long that's going to take. But I, it, but uh, I'm not so sure if this is something I really want. Well, I don't know if it's something uh, <clears throat> there. There's probably people out there that will go. I would love to be one with the earth again. I wasn't one with the earth when I was alive. That's a good point. Yeah, you I really mean, are. how environment, environmentally friendly was I in life? You produce more methane than a beef farm. Uh, not this morning, I haven't. Oh, really? Yeah, not, I, not I, I believe you've performed more methane well, in this hey, room today than we, I have. We have to do what we have to do. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if we're if we're talking about, uh, you know, what your uh, contribution is, yeah. to uh, the environment. Listen, I'm sure I've blasted a hole in the ozone that's at least good 10, 15 mm-hmm. feet wide, probably every single year. But you know, what am I? Re- how am I really helping the environment by I this? Know. I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, you know, the idea of burying people and loading them up with all kinds of chemicals so it takes forever for them to decompose. Yes. I don't really know that either. You got to put people in the ground. And not only when you put people in the ground, you got to put them in a vault in the ground. Yeah. So that's another layer of protection that you're getting from the elements. Don't, isn't the whole idea is for you to decompose in the ground and you, you, you renew back into the earth. And yeah, they're only going to pull me out if there's evidence to support a a, a reconviction of somebody. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> they're never going to pull me out. Maybe that's why they uh, why they do that. So yeah, they can exhume bodies and and you know. I'm sure there are some people that would think this is you know, really kind of a cool thing to do. I'm really uh, kind of curious about this whole uh, this water based. Yeah, see, uh, I, I, this that, water water based cremation process. That's what I don't understand either. Because I know they sell like you can buy uh, trees 
for your loved one, in memory of your loved one. Yeah. You, you put the ashes into this thing that already has soil in it, and then you're supposed to plant it, and then, you know, eventually the tree grows, and you have that tree that was, you know, made out of the remains of your loved one. Okay. Um, I don't see the difference in this composting thing. Do you have more? I'm looking for it. Yeah. Um, it basically says water cremation, also known as auto uh, aquamation, is an alkaline hydrolysis uses uh, uses liquid water, uh, like a combination of 95% uh, water and 5% of an alkali solution, elevated heat and water to break the chemical bonds that hold the body together and its proteins. And this process directly replicates the effect of naturally occurring decomposition and traditional earthen burials, but it does it chemically. Yeah, in four to six hours, I'm reading. It's like a it's like a high pressure. You're basically being boiled to death. Yeah, or you're, well, bo- you're, not, you're already, you're already dead. dead. Yeah, right. But you're being boiled. Uh, your body's being boiled. It's kind of like when you put uh, like the chicken bones in the pot. Like a soup and, stock. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're making you're making a back stock. Which I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. I would not. This, what kind of soup is this? Uh, actually, you would be better than bouillon. <laughs> That's what you would be. You wouldn't be the regular stuff. Yeah, you'd, you'd, uh, you'd have anyway. to skim a lot of fat off the top, I can tell you that. I, they, we, we should really talk to a funeral home person. Yeah, those guys got a great sense of humor. I went on a I went on a field trip to this one up here at the corner here. Forestary, or is that how you say it? Yeah. Forestary, Forestary. Forestary's. Or steers, whatever they, those guys, they do a good business. Sure, they do. Uh, but I remember uh, going. To, I had a, I had a class at HCC years ago, called the Sociology of Death and Dying, and uh, we 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 went on a field trip to the funeral home. Right, like we all met uh, after class the one day at the funeral home, and they walked us through the whole thing. Yeah, they embal- uh, yeah. well, they didn't show us like embalming bodies and matter of fact i don't even think they do that here at this one well i don't know they may i think i think the 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 whole thing of a funeral home has changed over the years like i I think they like each funeral home used to do their embalming and and cremations or or whatever but now there's like these central locations where these bodies get transported to. well i told you used to when i first got married many years ago we lived above a funeral home and uh you know they they no longer prepped they had two funeral homes we lived in one they didn't do prep any bodies there but the room the prep room was still there oh it it wasn't operational was no longer osha uh, compliant at that point but it had the drain in the middle of the room it's creepy creepy oh my god it's so damn creepy yeah and so uh yeah yeah, that's uh you know we we still had that but in the other main one, they were still prepping prepping bodies, and so you know you'd see like the toe tags and stuff like that, yeah. and the boxes and uh, what have you. That's gross. Yeah, I, but, I can't. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Want I don't know. They, I remember when my dad passed away. They were like, "Would you like to come in and see?" No, no, I'll not, wait till not the really. Wake like everybody else, why do I need to go in there now? It's like, do you want to see? Yeah. Do you want to see what we tapped from his belly? There was a. <laughs> Probably about a gallon of whiskey in there, and uh, <laughs> he was completely flammable Every, on the inside. So uh, somebody's telling me that it's like a hundred gallons of water or something for this decomposition thing. Yeah, how environmentally friendly is that? 
when you're using that much water? Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, wouldn't it all burn off into steam? Like, wouldn't it just yeah. dissipate into the atmosphere? I don't even know. I, I think a lot of this is all psychological. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's all in your head. Do you want to be, you know, buried underground? Do you want to be cremated? Do you want to be turned into dirt? I mean, it's like it's all psychological. Ultimately, it probably doesn't really matter, and it doesn't really you know, affect the environment one way or another. It's just, you know, how really, do, where do you want to go? I don't know. I, I think I'd know. rather just be burned and put into ashes and then spread uh, spread all over Western Massachusetts. I just, I just want a memorial. That's it. I want a sarcophagus. I want to... I want a headstone that is obnoxious and large. Now, sarcophagus, that's the uh, imaginary friend of Big Bird on Sesame Street. No, right? no, no, Steve. That's Snuffleupagus, but you're very close. No, no, no. That's the thing Kim Kardashian did to Ray J. Puffleupagus. <laughs> there you go. It's 822 on Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from rock and roll's great performers. Brought to you by Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow. This week's live in concert features The Police. Recorded live in Argentina in 2007. Plus classic live sets from Queen, Bill Collins and the Cars. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9. Presented by Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow. On Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Charlie Epstein here, and I have had a dream. I always wanted to own my own office building. And then I found it in the center of the booming metropolis of downtown East Lime Meadow. One problem. The building had had a fire and needed a total renovation. Who should I call? Ah, obviously, Ray Hool Construction. Let me tell you, what a job they did. Want to see it? Come on by. Epstein Financial and Hub, 12 Summers Road. There's no one else you should be working with than Ray Hool Construction. Visit rayhool.com to learn more. Aware Recovery Care of Massachusetts is proven to help you or loved ones successfully overcome addiction to drugs and or alcohol. Aware Recovery Care provides each client with a fully individualized in-home addiction treatment program developed in conjunction with specialists at Yale. Now, you can recover in your home, in your surroundings, in your comfort zone, and on your schedule. To learn more, visit awarerecoverycare.com. That's awarerecoverycare.com. We're ready to help where and when you need us most buy and drive with confidence in a certified pre-owned ford from family ford every ford blue advantage gold vehicle comes with a 172 point safety inspection a comprehensive 12 month 12,000 mile warranty a seven-year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty roadside assistance and a vehicle history report remember no one will pay you more for your trade than family ford of enfield Route 190 in Enfield. Imagine a job where every day is an opportunity to collaborate and contribute, helping to make products that make a difference. Eppendorf is a leading life sciences company seeking motivated individuals to join our manufacturing team in Enfield. Enjoy a competitive rewards package, including health, financial, and education benefits. No experience necessary. If you're ready to work, we're ready to train you. Launch your career at Eppendorf. Apply today at corporate.eppendorf.com. It's 825 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, excuse me. I was just uh, burping up my coffee. No, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, uh, it's going to be sunny today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, mix of snow and rain with a high of 41. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, this is good news. Bourbon Barbecue and Blues is now sold out. Whoa! That's right. If you didn't uh, get on buying those tickets, then you're... 
out of luck. Thanks to our sponsors, including Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Lotus General Contracting, Nor'East Organic Life Hydroponics, SpartanHempWorks.com, Precision Auto Repair, 21st Century Pools and Spas, and the Delaney House. And thanks to you, all the people that bought tickets. Stay tuned for more exciting events in uh, 2023 from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, well, that's pretty cool we sold that out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice when people uh, respond to buying tickets for stuff. We get to eat at that one. Did we eat at that one last year? I'm trying to remember whether i i don't know if i did i don't think we did last year yeah i think we have in previous years i think we should Food's this year. always good i mean it's at the delaney house I, I, you can't, can't go wrong with that barbecue at the delaney house is usually pretty good and then you know what you got the you got the bourbon too oh yeah. The bourbon yeah and you know, then and then you have the blues you know what sucks speaking what? of delaney house i had bought these gift cards like uh, a couple of years ago uh, it was it was like a promotion they were running. The gift card there was like it was like a bogo thing. Okay, you buy a hundred dollars a gift card, you get a hundred dollars uh, extra. Okay, but it was a hundred dollars like cash value, and then the other stuff like you couldn't use it for alcohol. You can only use it for food, which is fine. That's there's, fine. There's plenty of good food there to eat. I just found the paper ones. I should have used those first. They just expired. Oh, really? Expires one one twenty three. Damn it. I hate yeah, I hate when that happens. Like, you know, it either expires or the place goes out of business before you have a chance to use one of their gift cards. Yeah, and then uh, somebody was suggesting, well, how can it expire? It's a gift card. Because it's it's not a gift card. The gift card, the card with the cash on it that you paid cash value for, that doesn't expire. It's the extra it's like almost like they're giving you away free stuff. Yeah. That's the thing that's allowed to expire. I think I told you this before. I had at one point probably about two hundred to three hundred dollars worth of gift cards to Lido's. Remember Lido's? Yeah. Okay, that the was open boss, for the Boss Skaggs song. No, that's the Lido Shuffle. Oh, Lido's. Isn't it's, that isn't that what you did when you went to Lido's? You had a couple of drinks at the bar and then you did the Lido Shuffle outside. No, but you're close. Anyway. Uh, I and, and the, I, I am ashamed to say this. I really am. I never went to Lido's ever, ever. Oh wow, man! And, and, and you know, it, it's you know, I've been here for like almost thirty years and never went to Lido's, and they wind up uh, you know uh, shutting down. And then I had all these gift cards that I never used. I felt like an idiot. You know, you're like uh, Lido himself. He missed the boat that day and left the shack. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But all, but, but that was all he missed, and he ain't coming back. <coughs> oh, Lido! No. Oh, he's for the money. He's for the show. Yeah, that really is such a great song. It is a great song, but you missed out on a on a great dinner at Lido's. That's what I hear. Some good stuff down Any, there. Anytime I tell somebody that I never went to Lido's, they're like, you never went to Lido's? I'm like, no, I never went. It was the only Italian place that would bring you French fries with whatever you ordered down there. Yeah. It's like it, it's the same thing when I say I never saw Top Gun. He's like, you never saw Top Gun? Yeah. No, I never saw Top Gun. And I never went to Lido's. You're just the most boring human being on the face of the planet. Used to be. Now look at me. Dynamic, thrilling, laughs a minute. Anyway, it's at 829. Can't get his medication from CVS. <laughs> Hanging by a thread. 829. <laughs> news is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Lots of sunshine this morning. Equal housing lender. 831. 
With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. NBC News is reporting that all flights nationwide have been grounded due to a computer issue at the FAA. The FAA says its notice-to-air mission system, which is an essential flight essential system for flight operations, had failed this morning. The ground stop was called at around 5.30. Flights could be seen taking off from New York LaGuardia's airport around 6.20 a.m. Multiple flights out of Bradley are currently delayed. According to FAA's Twitter page, they are still working to fully restore the uh, system uh, following the outage. The FAA has ordered that the airlines pause all domestic departures until 9 a.m. to allow the agency to validate flight and safety information. The, uh, the White House... That's the one in uh, Washington is uh, reporting that there is no evidence at this point of a cyber attack. It's probably just somebody spilled a cup of coffee on a keyboard and all of a sudden zap, the whole Mm. system goes down. Uh, Also this morning, traffic was backed up on I-91 South and West Springfield. According to the Mass State Police, a truck had dumped some wood on the road, which was causing delays. The left two lanes were closed as crews worked to clear the road. Is it clear then? I don't know. Where there's still wood all over the place. Yeah, it's a hell of a place to drop your wood right in the middle of uh, I-91. I see what you're saying there. Yeah. Ever drop your wood in West Springfield? Uh, Maybe at the Elsie Motel every yeah. once in a while. Oh, you know what I'm I, talking about? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's uh, a lot of wood dropped at Mingles. Of course, that was diseased wood. Yeah, no kidding. That's I was like, like, oh, this uh, this tree, uh, as strong and handsome as it is, it's got some uh, mold on the outside <laughs> there. This wood seems a little warped to me. That's not going to be good for business. Uh, normally, uh, <laughs> you would get like a you know gonorrhea or uh, you know or uh, like uh, syphilis. Dutch Elms disease doesn't seem like it's <laughs> sexually transmitted. Hey, what, what you got? Dutch Elms disease. But it's in remission. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. You won't catch it now. A uh, Springfield man is being charged in connection with breaking and entering a coffee shop and several vehicles. The 413 Cafe on Main Street was broken into around 9.05 p.m. on Sunday uh, when the police's real-time analysis center, also known as RTAC, relayed information about an individual matching the suspect's description in the Court Square area. Canine officer Ruff Alert and his canine partner, Walker, tracked the suspect and found a backpack by the juvenile court. The suspect, later identified as 58-year-old William Harris, was arrested at the casino by officers of the Gaming Enforcement Unit. William Harris of Springfield was charged with uh, multiple uh, charges, uh, breaking and entering, all that good stuff, and he was released after being arraigned in Springfield District Court on those charges. Then on Tuesday at around 12.25 a.m., police were called to the area of the 500 block of Main Street reports of a person breaking into cars. The suspect, eventually identified as 58-year-old William Harris, was being pursued by witnesses when they lost sight of him. He was then found on the 100 block of Central Street. He was taken into custody and charged with three counts of breaking into a vehicle at night. He has been arraigned as an adult more than 140 times. 140 times. I don't remember my son breaking and entering 140 times. Yeah, that's uh, that's a am I crazy or is that a lot of times? That's a lot of times. Yes. But you know, with the winter weather, I would like to see the pattern of how he was arrested. 
like the cold winter months that he was mm-hmm. arraigned in and the the summertime he uh, keeps to himself. Three hots and a cot are in jail. I suppose. But, you know, I was just thinking about this. So he breaks into uh, the 413 Cafe, 9 right. o'clock at night, on a Sunday night. They're not open. They're closed, right? Right. <clears throat> Do you go in at 9 o'clock at night and uh, and make yourself some coffee? Yeah, I guess you could. I mean, I wouldn't. Nine o'clock. I wouldn't have coffee at nine o'clock at night. Otherwise, I'd be up all night long. You know, and I, and I, you know, who needs that? But you're outside. Fifty-eight years old. You just want to warm up. Four one three coffee seems like a good place to go. You know, that's a, they have good coffee there. And then you go. Do you are you brewing a pot? What are you doing? No, probably not brewing a pot. That takes. It must have a Keurig in there at some point. Oh, I don't. I don't. Uh, I haven't been in there in a while. But I'm just saying. Still. Uh, the Mass Gaming Commission uh, will be meeting Thursday when the agenda shows much of the discussion will focus on sports wagering. No kidding. Topics expected to be covered include sports wagering license update, Plain Ridge Park Casino capital improvements requests, sports wagering regulations, community mitigation, mitigation fund budget update, uh, promotional play discussion, and sports wagering implementation. The meeting is being held on Thursday, January 12th, beginning at 10 a.m., and it's open to the public so you can listen uh, by conference call or via live streaming via the MGC website. So you want to find out what they're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Join the meeting. Now, there's a lot of people who are wondering whether or not this will all be ready to go by Super Bowl Sunday, as if you know we're all kind of waiting on that opportunity. I you know I, I don't think the state cares one way or another where you whether you can do this on Super Bowl Sunday or not. Yeah. But, you know, know, it would be a good opportunity for people to be able to do it. Using perfectly legal means means of uh, sports gaming. Why don't you just place your bets with me? Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Who do I think is going to win? Yeah, the team from the AFC or the team from the NFC? I'm going to say NFC, but that's just just me talking Uh, out of my How much do you want to bet? How about a, a dollar? A dollar. Give a, me a dollar. dollar. If uh, if your team wins, you'll never hear from me again. If your team uh, loses, I will never I'll, stop hearing from yeah, you. Yeah, right, right, yes. right, right. Yeah, that's how I do it. <laughs> uh, they may be small in size, but miniature liquor bottles or nips are becoming a huge problem in Western Massachusetts. The Connecticut River Stormwater Committee. Uh, just reported alarming numbers from its source-to-sea cleanup efforts. Over 16,000 nips have been recovered from the Connecticut River over the past five years, but experts say there could be more. And that's just from one guy. Right. That's uh, somebody throwing them off the Coolidge Bridge in Northampton. Yes. Watching them float down the river. Ooh, they're a little mess. Maybe it's Sting with the message in a bottle. The message is... Somebody pick this up for me. Yeah, it had to be a very small message. And that's uh, this is a Pat Beaudry of the PVPC that says, that's the floor. We think the ceiling of what the number could possibly be is double, triple, quadruple that figure. Well, what is it? Come on. What is, uh, yeah, I, I, I've never really sat there and did the math. Yeah. Is a nip bottle more economically, uh, y- you know, a... Is it, is it a better idea economically than just buying a full-size bottle? 
I would think buying a full-size bottle, ultimately, you'd probably get more out of it. I don't know. I remember years ago going uh, to a liquor store because I wanted Baileys. I was going to make, like, Irish coffees or something like that. Yeah. I wanted Baileys. And the lady behind the counter was like, listen, that bottle of Baileys is, like, 25 bucks, and you only get, like— I think she said something like six shots in it or something. Okay. It was like it was like it's one of these like small, uh, like little liquor stores out in the middle of nowhere that that w- they charge astronomical amounts of money for things because it takes so far to get out there. Yeah, and then she goes, you know, if you buy this sleeve, these are only a buck each, and you get ten shots. So you actually, uh, she saved me a huh. boatload of, she saved me about fifteen bucks. And I got more than what I would have gotten if I had just gotten the pint. Yeah, see, I've never done a real cost analysis of the whole thing. Because you know, when normally when someone goes and they go, you know, they go to a liquor store, they buy like a brick yeah. of uh, of Fireball. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? That's like a, that, that, that stuff is so disgusting yet so popular. Uh, I don't think it's – I don't personally think it's all that disgusting. It tastes like a like a – like a, I don't know, like like angels, uh, you know, gliding down your throat. It's like you uh, you stuck big red in rubbing alcohol. <laughs> yeah, but but from a from a price point, you know, am I am I getting a better deal on the brick as opposed to just a full size seven hundred and fifty, you know, liter bottle, you know, mega liter bottle, you know, milliliter bottle. I don't know. I... Well, you got to figure out how many. Mu- See, this is where math comes this in. This is why I don't do it. Yeah. This is why I've never figured it out. And th- there's nowhere to go on the internet to say, you know, what what's a better deal? Listen. Uh, nips listen, of the bottle. Face it. Uh, nips are for people who want to get drunk fast. And want to conceal it. I I suppose, but if you're buying them by the brick and your uh, your fanny pack is loaded with nothing but nip bottles of Fireball, you're not uh, you're not concealing anything. The the idea of uh, of carrying around a bunch of see that that works on airplanes, the nips. Yes. If you're going to be the alcoholic going on the airplane, you pack your nips with you. That's what you do because you can get in through TSA, but anything under uh, three ounces. That's right. Uh, each nip bottle is you can have a hundred nip bottles and carry them on the airplane as long as each individual container is under three ounces. They'll let you on the plane. Yeah, that's good logic. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like the only place that's really good for. I suppose. I just, I again, it was just, uh, just interesting to figure that out. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, the nip bottle thing is more of a. Uh, it, it is definitely an alcoholic thing. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you, the ca- a casual uh, social drinker doesn't typically buy things in a nip. No, but when you you see like a, a bunch of ladies getting together having martini night, right. They're not all bringing their own little nips with them. Somebody's buying at least a bottle of vodka to to make these things right. with. It's not, uh, I don't know, it's just uh, talking about all this alcoholic stuff. Makes me want to drink. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, police say 30-year-old David Sharp drove up to a drive through Taco Bell in Yakima, Washington, just before Yakima. 2 a.m. Yakima. Yakima. Well, Yakima sounds pretty good. It too. does, but it's Yakima. Uh, just before 2 a.m. last Friday and tried to order food, but that location closed at 1 a.m. A few employees were there still cleaning up, and they told David that they were closed and couldn't serve him, and he became enraged and started threatening the workers, pounding on the windows, 
saying, open up the door, bitch. This is Uber Goober with the green teeth. Let me in. <laughs> and did they? And saying he would break in if they didn't make him tacos, and eventually he drove off. But a few minutes later, he returned and fired at least two shots into the building. The employees called 911, and the police came and arrested him. It could have been worse. He had three guns in the car, and two of them were loaded. He was hit with multiple charges, including DUI. <sighs> now, to add to this whole thing? Yes. We Googled it. There's two other Taco Bell locations near that one, both less than 10 minutes away. That would have been open then. One serves till 3 a.m. and the other one till 4 a.m. Oh, you know, if he'd only if he had, downloaded the the Taco Bell app, he could have figured out which one was open. Yeah, figured out which one he could get his food from. People are dumb, man. This is why you need to join the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge to yeah. make sure that you're not doing stupid criminal stuff at 2 a.m. at a Taco Bell. I hope that if uh, if you do uh, add this to the curriculum, yeah. that you also add the increased prices at a Taco Bell because I, I find that to be rather disturbing. Yes, very now, much It's so. cheap as it used to be. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 36. Tomorrow, mix of rain and snow with a high of 41. It is 23 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Sure, Autumn Mist Farm is famous for their restaurant, but their retail store makes an impression just as big. Autumn Mist offers the widest selection of meat you'll find in the area, all local, from their farm in Feeding Hills, with no artificial ingredients, no growing.